0: Dennis Beard. We're going on with the work of the ministry. The work that the ones that come to perfection will be the ones that will be chosen of God to preach this everlasting gospel unto all the world for a witness unto all people and nations. And then the end will come, the second advent. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Endure hardship as a good soldier. Not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. The greatest time to be lived is now. The greatest opportunity to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus is now. The final season of Tabernacles. Not being a a Pentecostal, but becoming a Tabernacalist unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. For the work of the ministry, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints, only the ones that come to full maturity, that are weaned from the milk and a full age, having their senses exercised thereby, to discern good from evil, those are the only ones that's going to be used in the last day proclamation of this gospel of the kingdom to all the world. It will be the called out ecclesia that have come to the measure of the stature and the fullness of Jesus Christ. Unto a perfect man, Jesus ahead, growing up into him in all things, the things of faith, and being not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It is an essential, mandatory urgency that we have this revelation of Jesus Christ of that little book, which is the book of this prophecy, which is the last book in the Word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ. That God gave unto him to show and to his servants, the servants of God, things, the things of faith, all things, the fullness of it, all truth, things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. That is the sign, that's the signet, that is the rubable, you are my signet, sign, a Those are the ones that are sealed there for the work of the ministry. As we look at these living creatures of Revelation 4 and 5, before the throne of God, we go into the throne room at Revelation 4, and we see that John says there was the voice of a trumpet. It's not a cornet. It's not a flute harp. It's not a, uh, a sack, bolt, solitary, or dulcimer. It's a trumpet, a clarion, crystal clear sound of the voice of God. It's not the rapture. It is a higher level in revelation of Jesus Christ. There was a door open in heaven and a voice of a trumpet talking with him, saying, Come up hither, and I will show you things that will come to pass hereafter. Not a rapture, but a revelation. Show us things that will come to pass hereafter. There in Revelation 4, then we go to Revelation 5. In Revelation 5, it talks about singing the song of the Lamb, the song of the redeemed. For there are four and twenty seats in heaven. And those are for the four and twenty elders, which is the church. Because we're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And uh, those seats are where we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ. Our life is hid with Christ in God as a sweet savour unto the Lord. Also before the throne, there are four beasts, four zoe, four living creatures, lion, man, calf, and eagle. Now, the calf will go up, and we will see it will be an ox. But calf, and we see that in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10 of the cherubim, which are, in Revelation 5, the redeemed. They are not angels. It's a higher level of glory in the body of Christ. Those are the ones that will be used of God as vessels unto honor meet for the master's use in the last day work of the ministry, and they have come to the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge is not gnosko. It's not just knowing him after the Spirit and not after the flesh. It is coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ into that full image of Jesus. Because it's not gnosko when we know him after the Spirit. It's epi- a much higher level of glory. Those are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. They'll look like Jesus, talk like Jesus. They'll walk in that light as he's in the light. And as he is, so will we be in this present evil world. In Revelation 19.10, John sees this man. He bows down and he's going to worship him. The man says, see thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Don't worship me. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And to understand the words of the book of this prophecy, and blessed, blessed is he that readeth and keepeth the sayings of this book, It is mandatory that we have this spirit of prophecy because they're spiritually discerned. And notice that's a small S. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit. These are the ones, uh, and not the outward man perishing daily, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That inward man growing up into Jesus in all things, all truth. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whenever Jesus said, I have many things to tell your disciples, they had walked with him for three and a half years. He said, but you're not able to bear them now. When the cover of the Holy Ghost has come, he will speak of me. For all that the Father has given will be given unto me, and he will show you things. Those are the things of faith. That's a faith that was once delivered to the saints. He will show you things that will come to pass. Paul put it this way, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them. In other words, man and all of his imagination cannot attain to this great work that God will do in the last days. But it is, it is revealed by the Spirit For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Notice it's deep things. The deep calleth unto the deep. Well, somebody said, well, I don't think we need to know all that. Well, then you won't be a part of it. Because Jesus said, I will liken to him to a wise man who heard the sayings of Jesus and did them, who dig deep and founded a rock and built his house upon that rock. And then when the winds blew, the storms came, and the water and beat against that house, it stood because it was founded upon the rock. And of course, anything short of that is built upon the sand, man's ideas, man-made doctrines for the commandments of God. So it's very essential that we understand and know the truth, the present truth that God is now revealing to his people that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Now, if we look at Revelation 5, these four and 20 elders and the four beasts sing a song. It is the song of the redeemed. Why? Because they are the redeemed of the Lord. And these four beasts, zoe, are living creatures Lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the same that we read about in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, which Ezekiel tells us that these are the cherubim that I saw by the river Kibar. They're one and the same. And he notices that they come out of a fire just like Joshua. That Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, In Zechariah 3, he's a brand plucked out of the fire. Well, in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel sees visions of God. But coming out of this fire, enfolding itself, coming out of the fire, is an appearance of a man. The color of the fire is amber. The hottest fire there is. Well, those are the ones who have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire whose fan is in his hand, and he will truly purge his floor. How's it purged? Well, tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope, and not be ashamed, as the word of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Trouble on every side, but not in distress, perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of the Lord Jesus will be made manifest in us. For we which live are always delivered unto death. Here's the cross, a crucified life. Why? That the life of our Lord Jesus will be made manifest in our mortal bodies. And this light affliction, which is only but for a moment, works for us, a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And that those that suffer with him will reign with him and will be a joint heir, equal heir with Christ, inheriting all things to him that overcometh. But we must know the work. We must grow up into him in all things. We must be sealed in Revelation 7. We must be an overcomer in Revelation, the second and third chapter. Now, in that first chapter, we see one like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven candlesticks, in the midst of the churches. In the midst of the churches is in the middle making a circle. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Philadelphia, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Makes a circle. Well, there's seven churches there. Of course, there were more churches than just those seven churches uh, that Paul and later on John was, was the overseer. But seven is uh, the book of sevens, the book of prophecy, the book of uh, that prophecy of tabernacles, the feast of tabernacles, the feast of prophecy for the book of this prophecy, which is the book of sevens. It's a book of uh, the Feast of Feasts. This is the Feast of Tabernacles. It is not Pentecostals. It is for tabernacalists, those that come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Now, in the midst of that seven churches, in the midst of the uh, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, uh sardis philadelphia in the midst of there was one like the son of man now the son of man is the kingdom office of the spirit and that son of man we find that jesus spoke in the third person many times knowing that jesus the son of god is the son of man and he speaks sometimes in the first person and he says when the son of man cometh uh down from that mountain and he's raised from the dead, tell no man the vision till after the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Matthew 17. Well, that's obviously him. But then he speaks of the Son of Man in third person. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. He speaks in the third person. Well, it was Jesus, one of his favorite sayings in the office of the Spirit, Because he is the head, and we are the body of the Christ. It includes the body of Christ, being bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, in the kingdom office, And that's the sealing. Him hath God the Father sealed the Son of Man, which will allow us to be sealed if we follow on to know the Lord. We're sealed because he is. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. We simply obey obedience unto righteousness. And by doing so, we will be sealed. As the forerunner has already entered in, so will we. And there's various glorifications there. There wasn't just one step in glory. We go from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, even as by the Spirit of the Lord into the full image of Jesus Christ. But there are steps there. The first step is that of babies, a newborn baby that has to be and desires that sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. When they're not full age, they haven't had their senses exercised thereby that they can discern both good from evil. They're still on milk. And We find Paul speaking in Hebrews 5. He said, when you ought to be teachers, when I'm speaking of you, this great work of the ministry and the king priesthood of Melchizedek, which we are called for in Christ to obtain that same like ministry of Jesus, the work of the ministry. He said, these things are hard to be uttered. Seeing you're dull of hearing. You don't have a spiritual ear to hear. That when you ought to be teachers, you've been in this thing long enough. You should have grown. You should be teachers by now. But you have need to be taught again the first principles of the oracles of God. And have need of milk and not strong meat. For you are babies. And babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. What is righteousness? It's a progressive glorification to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus. Righteousness is that we are made the righteousness of God in Him who knew no sin became sin for us and made the way, the truth, and life available to us and given us of His Spirit. For God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father, one of the self-same Spirit. Well, Jesus is the Lord. The Lord is that spirit. But we all with open face, beholding is in a glass. Beholding as in a glass, the perfect law of liberty, are changed into the same image. You see, we're called to come to the image of Jesus Christ, not something less than that, because it said, Paul tells us, for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He did it for us. And those that he did predestinate, them he called. And we know many are called, few are chosen. Well, there we have to make sure that a promise doesn't slip any of us, that we should seem to come short of entering into his rest, the full consummation, the Sabbath, the eternal rest that remaineth to the people of God, Hebrews 4. There he said those that, that he did predestinate, them he called. Well, then that he called, he also justified. Justification by faith. Not of works of the law, lest any man should boast, but the righteousness of God by faith. The righteousness of God is obtained through obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6 Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, or the choice is ours, of obedience unto righteousness. Righteousness is progressive. That's the reason Jesus, who made himself of no reputation and came under the law, born of a woman, Made in under the law, Galatians 4, verse 4, in order to redeem us that were under the law. And he said, Father, glorify thou me. Why? Because the law is still there. And as a man, God, who has made himself of no reputation, humbled himself, laid aside his glory, made it void, latent, laid back, to work salvation as a man. Because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin, therefore by one man. You are my servant make many righteous. As the offense is of one, so also the free gift is of one. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. Our kinsman redeemer is one of us, showing us the way, the truth, and the life as uh, one of us. For as much then the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, God himself, also likewise took part of the same. Hebrews says, Hebrew 2, Hebrews 2 tells us that in all things he was made like unto his brethren. Hebrews 4.15 said he was tempted in all points, like as we are. Notice that Jesus said, Father, glorify thou me. He said, I have glorified you, and I will glorify you again. It's a progressive glorification. Till finally, after he's fulfilled the law, then he's going to take the ordinances of that law, as a free will sacrifice and take the ordinances of that law and nail it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall that separated God from man. He breaks down that middle wall of partition, thereby making peace, making one new man. That new man is created after Christ Jesus which there are outward man's perishing day by day. Yet the inward man is renewed daily with a daily bread eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. The flesh of Jesus is the word of God. The blood is the life blood in the new Testament given for us, but we have to eat all of it. The Biblia read in the little book in Revelation 10 John, he heard what the seven thunders uttered and the voices of the seven thunders. He was about to write. Well, that's the voice of that last day. Kingdom of God. Seventh. Tabernacle. And he was about to write, said, write it not. How are you going to get it? You're going to get it simply because you heard it from something. No, you're going to get it through that little book. How do you get the little book? Well, the kingdom, kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John, and since that time, men pressed their way into it. He that's least in the kingdom of God is greater than John, John the Baptist. There John forran, John the Baptist forran Jesus' first coming, then the spirit of Elijah. But before Jesus' second advent, John, in the spirit of Elijah, will forerun Jesus' second advent, his second coming without sin for salvation of his saints. Well, we see that in Revelation 10. John shows us how we're going to get it. We will be that John. He's showing us servants things, the things of faith, That must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it, the sign aloft of, by his angel unto John, who gives it to us. And John, in Revelation 10, seven thunders uttered their voices. He was about to write. He heard it. But that's not how we're going to get it. He said, John, go take that book, that little book, out of the angel's hand, and eat you all of it well let's do the word of god and that's how we will enter into all truth it'll be sweet to our mouth as honey honey is the revelation of the word it is the love for god in keeping his commandments that's the reason honey is butter and honey shall everyone eat that's left in the land the remnant of the seed of the woman they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Many men call her wives honey. It's a term of love endearment. And butter is the fatness of the word. Honey is Jonathan, thereof son of Saul. When they had decreed a fast, and they were in the battle with the Philistine, he took his sword and saw the honey and ate some of it and his eyes were open when you love god sweetness to your mouth the love for the lord opens revelation and it will be sweet to your mouth as honey jonathan's eyes were opened he had revelation of god well when we take that little book nobody's going to give it to you you've got to take it If you go the easy route and say, well, I'll get it from somebody else. No, you've got to take it out of that angel's hand. Why is it so important that you take that book? Because no one, no pastor, no preacher, no apostle, no prophet, no evangelist, pastor, or teacher can show you and tell you what the will of God for your life is. You have to determine that. Through your personal love for God in obtaining that like faith, that common faith given to all of us. There's only one way to get it, and that is Paul tells us in Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, there's no other way. The body of Christ, the brethren of God, brotherly love, let it continue. And that's right before charity. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, it's not of our righteousness or our holiness by the mercies of God that we present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God upon the altar, holy and acceptable unto God, virtuous, not whoring around with every spirit that comes around. You add to your faith, faith, virtue. Be true to God. And then add to your virtue knowledge. The people perish for lack of knowledge. That's to know Him. And then you add to your knowledge that temperance, self-control. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things, the things of faith. In other words, you're actually. Believing the things that God tells you to do and obey them. Then, after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience that you may receive a full reward. So, after we have the temperance, you add to the temperance patience, but let patience have a perfect work. Then, after that is godliness. Add to your patience godliness. That's the god life. Walking in the light is easy in the light. Now we've got to perform perform the will of God. And that is only done through that little book. That's the reason John has to eat that book. It doesn't come with the seven thunders just uttering their voices because we have to find the perfect will of God for each individual member. Each one has to do it on their own. And the only way to do that is seeking the Lord with all your heart. Again, Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's spirit, soul, and body. Everything you have and everything that you do, do it as unto the Lord. Colossians 3.17. But in Romans 12, he says, I'm you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, what's happening here? Be not conformed to this world. Any man love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. Now, everybody goes after the world, and the world has gotten to the church, where the church and the world, you can't tell the difference. Well, it simply said, well, you know, we've got to have money to live, so we preach money as one of the uh, attributes of God. A man's life does not consist in abundance of the things which he possesses. That is why he seeks you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Growing from faith to faith is righteousness. And all these other things will be added to you. Well, Paul says there's only one way to do it. You present your body as a living sacrifice. And be not conformed to this world the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, which most all go after. Thinking that a man's life consists of the things of what he what he possesses, his bank account, his 401K, his stock portfolio, his investment, which in the sight of God is nothing. Matter of fact, he that's rich toward self and not rich toward God in the night The Lord said, thou fool, thou soul shall be required of thee. So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. Because where your treasure is, there is your heart also. If your heart's for God, your treasure's there. You can take a look at your checkbook and see what you give. And you know where your heart is. And that simply is the the bottom line. A man works and trades uh, his time, effort, and ability for money, but then where does he place it? He places it where his heart is, whether for God or whether for the things of this world, the pleasures of this life. And the world tells us that when you die, whoever has the most money and riches and silver and gold and commodities and whatever, and stocks and bonds and mishaw, these are the ones that win. But it is certain you can take nothing with you. You came into this world with nothing, and it is certain you'll leave with nothing. What shall a man give for his soul? Shall he give the food of the body for the sin of his soul? God forbid. There's only one way. And to learn the perfect will of God, which is an essential for salvation in doing his will. And that's what most don't understand. They do not understand that we must do the will of God individually. And a ministration given to you as a member of Christ, your own personal ministry. There's different ministrations. Not all of us do the same thing. One may be called for an apostle, other may be called for a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But are all pop apostles, are all prophets? Do all have the gifts of healing? If there's helps, there's governments, there is a particular place in the body of Christ that you, as an individual member, even though you think, well, I'm a nothing, but yet God has said the, I can't say the foot, I have no need of you. Matter of fact, God has put the more abundant honor on the less comely parts that there be no chism in the body. When somebody says, well, he's a great apostle, well, that's wonderful. He should be the servant of all. The higher you go up, and the, the more that you there are given in God, the more he requires of you as a servant. Just like the Lord who girded himself and washed the disciples' feet. He is our Lord, you say it well, but he came to serve. Well, exactly, to do the will of God, because in that day, To enter into the kingdom of heaven, given to the greatest message ever preached, Jesus gave us the foundation, the pillars, and the roof of the building, totally constructed in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The greatest message ever preached by our Lord Jesus himself. And he said in Matthew 5, Be you therefore perfect. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He goes on, and as he gives us the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws, he says in Matthew 7 Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Now that's a very frightening statement, a profound statement, because only the ones that have known that Jesus is the Father. They have and abide in the apostles' doctrine. They know who Jesus is. He is the Father of glory. They're not newborn babies. They're born of the water and the Spirit. They're little children, and they have known the Father. They've grown from babies to little children. And they call him Lord, Lord. And no man can call Jesus Lord that is, Jehovah God Almighty, the Father, except by the Holy Ghost. You see, no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and no man knoweth the Father but the Son, and to whom he will reveal him. It has to be revealed of God. It's nothing on our own. All revelation comes from him through the Holy Ghost. Therefore, that revelation in knowing the will of God Is not just knowing that he is the Father, but we have to do the will of God. Whatever the personal calling of God for your life is has to be done. Blessed in your deeds. And that is so important because Jesus stated that great truth in Matthew 7 and said, Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord. These are little children. They know that he is the Lord Jehovah god almighty they are they are abiding in the apostles doctrine they know who he is he knows the lord is that spirit regardless of what title you give the spirit you know lord jehovah yahweh the tetragrammaton elohim el shaddai father word holy ghost son of god son of man regardless of what title they know that the lord jesus that lord is the father and all of us saying to him, Lord, Lord, we'll be able to enter in. Why? Because they must do the will of the Father. You must do the will. We've got to find out what the will of God is for each member, and that member in Christ has to do it. Somebody said, that's awfully hard. No, just seek God, and he will definitely show it to you. But how do we do it? Notice that the the believers there in Matthew 7, they were astounded. They said, Lord, we've cast out devils in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We've prophesied in your name. They were working in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. They had worked in the gifts. The Lord didn't say, no, you didn't. Yes, they did. But where they missed it, they did not know the will of God or they did not do the will of God for their life. And because of that, they did not make the kingdom of heaven. They could not enter in because Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God, not doing His will for your particular life, for you did not do the will of God. Oh, my. We want to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. We don't want to hear the frightful words, Depart from me, you that work of iniquity, lawlessness. You didn't. Follow the leading of the Holy Ghost in doing what you should do. Well, if I'm called to go as a as an, uh, a missionary to Africa, as I am, and I don't do it, then Brother Beard won't make it. Even though I've given my life and 45 years in the ministry, and still, if I don't do the will of God, then I won't make it. Somebody said, oh, that's horrendous. That can't be. Yes, it is. Jesus said so. That's in Matthew 7. Not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. They did not do the will of God. So it's essential. It is imperative that we do the will of God, and he tells us how to do it. That's what he's saying in Revelation 10. You're not just going to hear their seven thunders and hear their voices. And right there it is. No, John, you're going to get it one way. You're going to get it by the word, an individual word to you that you have to eat. You have to eat this book and eat all of it, not just one verse. You've got to eat all of it. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey. It'll be a great revelation. And the love of God will be constrained and, and flow through you and keep the commandments of God. That's the honey. And it'll be bitter to your belly. Well, that's the bitter herbs. That's a crucified life. That is the cross of Jesus. That Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, and come and follow me. There's no other way. A crucified life. Not to do our will, and not to be, you know, uh, thinking grow rich and how to perfect what a mind can conceive and believe it will achieve, hogwash. That's world. And the devil will give it to you. But that won't get you to heaven. Some people even wait till the end of their life and say, I'll write God a check. Here's a couple of million dollars. Let me in. It doesn't work that way. You can't buy your way in. You can't just make an agreement there and think, oh, God, here's the check money here in one lump sum that I don't have to do this and die daily and do the will of God. I'll just write you a check because there's where my treasure is. I'll just make a one-time lump sum gift to you. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. No, sir. There's only one way. And you'll find that Paul gives it very simply. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Forget this world. Be crucified to the world, and the world crucified to you. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformer. You got a transformer? Transformation. Transform what? By the renewing of your mind. Why do you do that? That you may prove. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you, you individually is. Get in the word and read. God, I want you to reveal your will to me, Lord Jesus, whatever that be, and I'm seeking you. And it will be sweet to your mouth as honey, the love of God, literally it will be spread abroad in your spirit by the Holy Ghost. You'll know the will of God. He'll say, here's the way and walk you in it. You'll learn the voice of God, which most don't know it, even at this time. They, even the ministers, will spend time in a study, have a book of various messages, sermons given, pick out what they think is needed for the church in the intellectual mind and bring it. Well, that's all fine and good in the natural, but it's not pleasing to God. The letter killeth. It's the spirit that giveth life. So only when we're led of the Holy Ghost, doing his will. So that's the reason he said, work out your own salvation, not plan of salvation, your own salvation. That after you become newborn babies, we all have to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit, Promising you, your children, means the of far off, even to as many as the Lord our God your call. We know that. Well, those are babies. Well, there it is. Same plan for everybody. But then, we know that he's the father. That revelation is given to us. I have ridden you little children. You've gone from babies to little children. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write you little children because... You have known the Father; your sins are forgiven for His name'sake, and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Well, we all must know that. That's revelation. And my Father, one Jesus said, John 10:30, John 8, 24, Except you believe that I am He, the Father, you'll die in your sins. We realize that He is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. First Timothy 6:15. First, First uh, Timothy 3:16. God manifest in the flesh, justifying the spirit. Saint of angels. Yeah, priests of the Gentiles believe on the world, received up in the glory. We realize that. We give him the glory that he is the Father. But then now we get into the individual will of God and doing his will. Now there becomes diversity, different ministrations, but one spirit, the self same spirit. How do we know to do the will of God? How do we know what that is? And that is imperative, my friend, that God is. He is 100% for you. He wants to give you the kingdom more than you want. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But we have to seek him for the will of God in each individual life personally, and it has to be eaten personally. And nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to literally take that book the word of God, that Biblia already in that little book, and take it out of that angel's hand and eat you all of it, not part of it, not a one verse, Charlie, not in Romans 10, 9, or uh, John three sixteen, Acts two thirty eight, and that's it. No, you got to go on to perfection. You got to go on to the measure of the stature, of the fullness of Christ. That's what you were called for. Whom we did foreknow, then we did predestinate to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those that he predestinated, them he called. Them they called to justified, them to He also glorified. To what? To be conformed to the image of his son. So how do we know what to do? How do we know the will of God? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now we've got to find the will of God out. It's not enough to be a baby and be born again, since forgiven for his name's sake, know that he is the father, have that revelation. It's not enough. You must know the will of God for your life. That's essential. And that's the reason Jesus said, not all, saying to me, Lord, Lord, we'll be able to enter in. You didn't do the will of God. You didn't work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God works in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure, but you didn't do it. That's iniquity. You missed the mark. And Paul in Hebrews 4 said, listen, take heed, lest a promise, a singular promise, slip any of you, you should seem to come short of entering into his rest. For there remain the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given a rest, he would not have spoken of another day. He did speak of another day. The day is coming and now yet. When those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. We have to hear that voice and obey it. Do it. Even being not a forgetful uh, uh, hearer of the word, if we look in the perfect law of liberty and we walk away and forget what a manner of man we are. Listen to the voice of the Spirit of God, led of the Spirit of God. As many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You have to be led of God, which means that you're obedient unto righteousness, and that is walking in the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. There you'll be pleasing unto God, and you know, thine to the joy of the Lord. Be thou ruler over five cities. Be thou ruler over ten cities. Him that overcometh, I'll give him a rod. To there. To rule the nations as a vessel of potter shall be beaten to shivers. I'll give him the morning star. But if we miss that mark, we got to be pressing toward that mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. Somebody said, I've never heard that. I thought you just went to church. Jesus saved you and that's it. No, you have a ministry, a ministration in the body of Christ. That after you've done the will of God, that well, you you have been born again of the water and the spirit, your newborn babies, you desire the sincere muck of the word, you may grow thereby, but you don't stay there. If you stay there forever, you get rickets. You got to grow up now, you your little children. Why? Because you have known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Do you stop there? No. You go to young men, for the word of God is strong in you. That's how you know the will of God. You've eaten the good word of God and you know the will of God and you've done it. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. The second and third chapter of the revelation goes into that what it takes to become an overcomer and it's to hear the voice of the son of God, the voice of God himself, the voice of the Lord Jesus. He says that to every church Ephesus, thus saith he that hath the seven stars in his hand, right hand. Thus saith he, he's speaking there to each of the angels of the seven churches for, for what it takes to be an overcomer, to be able to reign and rule with him, to be kings and priests, and reigning in the earth with him for a thousand years. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We can't miss that mark. So young men, they know the will of God. They've read the word of God. The word of God is strong in them. That means strong. It means they've obeyed it, not just a hearer of the word. They've looked into perfect law of liberty, and they have done it. Not, not a hear of the word, but a do of the word. Why don't you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you. But now work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it's God that worketh in you both to will. What is God's will for your life and to do? What does God want you to do? And that's where the body of Christ will be compacted together, of which every joint supplies bone to bone. And that joint supplies to the edifying of itself and love into the unity of the faith and to a perfect man. Anything other than that, missing that mark, will hear the frightful words, depart from me, I never knew you. That's iniquity. And in the last days, iniquity will abound. The love of many will wax cold. So the steps we want to say now and, and want to encourage you, challenge you to that the book, the word, the Bible out, knock the dust off the cover and simply start reading that word of God and seeking God for the will of God for your life. Not because a pastor told you or someone told you, I think you need to do this. Or one day you think, well, I need to evangelize. I can do that. No, know your calling and make that calling an election. Sure. And then you do these things and doing the will of God that there'll be no cause of falling. You'll do the will of God. And you'll know that calling, and you'll make it that calling and election, sure. Steadfast in the Lord Jesus Christ, doing the will of God. You'll add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. That's the godlike And then brotherly kindness and in charity. Charity of those that rejoice in the truth. And always overcomes. Seeketh not its own, boughteth not itself, not easy puffed up, rejoices in the truth and does the will of God. Charity is not just a love. It's a love for God and based in doing his will. That's charity. That's the reason charity will cover a multitude of sins. And charity, Colossians tells us, Paul tells us the church at Colossae, charity will cover. Charity is the bond of perfectness. It's the guarantee of perfectness, the love for God, that honey in your mouth, sweet as honey, the love for the word of God. And then he will show you what he wants you to do and will compel you to walk in it. Not just show you, but compel you, open the door for you. There may be many adversaries, but doing the will of God, you will prevail. You will prevail in all things. Power over the devil, the serpent, the scorpion, over all the power of the enemy, and do the will of God, and be pleasing in his sight by doing his will. You will have wrought your own salvation with fear and trembling because you have done the will of God. Very, very important. Don't let anybody tell you what the will of God for you is. That's the reason John had to take that book. It didn't come through the voices of the seven thunders. He had to take the book out of the angel's hand. The law and the prophets were to John since that time men pressed their way into it, pressing toward the mark for the prize, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Notice he had to take that book out of the angel's hand. It required him moving in faith to do so. The angel just didn't give it to him. He had to take it. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. It's there for the taking. God wants you more than you want it. You seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The righteousness is doing the will of God from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord, being pleasing unto him, for you have done the will of God. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And that's where we're all headed in doing this body compacted together, fitly framed together of whichever joint supplies through the supply of the spirit, through the edifying or building up itself in love, the love for the brethren, charity, covering them all through the sins, the bond of perfectness, doing the will of God, Not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. A double-minded man, he goes to church. He hears what the word of God is instead of seeking God and doing the will of God. He forgets it and goes for the world. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The way of the cross, the way of Jesus, is a highway of holiness. No fool shall err therein. You're not just going to stumble onto it one day by accident. You have to set your heart on God. Your mind, will, emotions, imagination, ed- intellect, have that mind transformed by the renewing of your mind that, and get that mind of Christ, which is the final ceiling in Revelation 7, the apocalyptic ceiling of the servants of God in their forehead, which is the mind of Christ doing his will, not your will, but his will. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If it has, bore witness, the Spirit of God, bearing witness with your spirit that this is the Word of God, we'd love to hear from you. God is putting, the Lord Jesus is putting His body together now. And many of you have called, many of you have messaged me. And we're coming together all over the world. We're hearing from places all over. Not only... Uh, Africa, India, Nepal, uh, Pakistan, New Zealand, Australia, uh, England. Uh, Listen, we, we love to hear from you. The body of Christ coming together in the bond, that bond of perfectness, that bond of charity. And God is doing it now. Let's don't mess out on it. Give us a call. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906. 2906- Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or messages over the websites ceilinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org or dennisbeard.org. we love to hear from you. I'll be looking for your message. we love to work together with you as the body of Christ comes into the unity of the faith, not a denomination but the full body of Christ worldwide, making but one body, literally called by the name of Jesus in heaven and in earth. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the Real Jesus.